Welcome to the Meditation Conversation. I'm your host, Kara Goodwin, and I'm joined by Michael Massey. Welcome, Michael. Hello, everyone. And we get to be in the same room again. We were um, not able to do that a little bit while while we were observing quarantine and things like that, but it's so good to be live again. On the eve of New Year's Eve. Yes. <laughs> New Year's Eve Eve, Eve. Eve. Yes. And so it's it's interesting because we are uh, you know, we keep we keep talking about the December December 2020. It was it was a big month and it was predicted to be a big month and um and as we close out 2020 i'm curious about how this how this month has been for you there was a lot of anticipation and um and it it comes on the heels of a of a crazy year and so we've spent a lot of time like in the build up to uh, to December and the cosmic energy that's coming in, and um, and I'm I think that the listeners would probably be really curious about about how December presented for you, you know, in your in your experience, and um, and I think that it held a lot of pot- potential for everybody. Um, but I, I guess speaking for myself, I'm very curious about how that uh, man, how things just showed up for you because you are so tuned into the energy field, um, and and I, I guess I can also say that I know a lot of people have gone through things this month in particular where, I mean, I had one one of my students who was like, I thought this was supposed to be great. You know, I thought that this was going to be all, you know, amazing. And then, you know, you and I had lunch with with somebody, um, was it yesterday? And I had done healing work with her and she was like, I thought I was supposed to make everything great. And then I had an argument with somebody <laughs> and what's up with that? And I know that I've had days where I've felt emotional and not been able to quite put my finger on it. So there may be people who are like, Hey, I thought that I was going to get like all the presents in December. And so what's up? Because even if you do understand that, that there might be cleansing that happens through this and, um, and that might bring up purification, it feels very personal when you're going through it. And so there are a lot of people, I mean, again, you know, I've, I've told you this, but I had a I, I had a guided meditation class yesterday and there's a lot of crying and which, you know, but it feels so personal when you're going through it because it's not necessarily like, oh, here's this cleansing that's coming through the cosmic wave that's helping me to break into the next version of myself. It feels like, oh, I'm overwhelmed and I'm, I'm uh, not... Uh, you know, my foundation is shaky and, um, and it doesn't necessarily feel good and it might be hard to find the growth in that. So, uh, 
that's a, a lot of my talking and and I doubt very many people are listening to hear me talk. So please <laughs> tell us, Michael. <laughs> tell us about your December. Um well uh wow. The first thing I'm kind of struck with is is I can't believe how quickly this month has gone by. And it's almost in, you know, it, it, how surreal it is to look back at the whole, to re- reflect back on, on the whole year. And, you know, we're, we're nine months past the, the whole initial lockdown, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, from COVID. And it's like, that was nine months ago that, you know, that... It seems like yesterday and also like like a long time like ago a thousand too. years ago or yeah. something and um i uh my sister had come into town um this was i think i uh might have mentioned this before but this is her first family gathering uh for christmas and um seven eight years at least um and she had driven out she had taken a road trip cross country and wrecked her car just outside of St. Louis, totaled it. And uh, so I had to go get her in, in St. Louis and bring her back. And that, you know, that shook every, everything up, yeah. you know. Um, and talk about, you know, whatever plans she had, they got, those all got tossed in the air and um, family having to make adjustments. And, and so there was, you know, this drama, if you will. Um, and wow. And yet, um, uh, but the culmination of our time together as a family, then, then all four of us, uh, spent, uh, four or five days together right there at, at Christmas, all under the same roof. And it was, hmm, uh, it was just really, it is, it is incredible time. And I've never, we've never experienced to this degree the unity in our family was stronger than it has ever been. Mm -hmm. Um, And in the past, um, as much as I love my family, you get all four of us together and there's little personality conflicts anybody have anybody That's so weird is that know. weird has There's anyone some... experienced that with now you're gonna have to draw everybody a picture because nobody can relate to that no can anyone relate to that <laughs> um yeah yeah uh, i've you know i've since over the years learned to go like okay just doses two days max that kind of mm-hmm. that kind of thing but actually uh it was just an amazing time, and and I couldn't believe how fast it went, and um, yeah, how little how little no conflict there was. Mm-hmm. It was really a beautiful thing, and in a sense, it was a that was maybe the best Christmas gift, yeah, that we could have had. And, uh, hmm. So here we are. I dropped my uh, sister off at 
the airport a couple of days ago on, uh, and um, I'm still, still kind of mm, buzzing. Yeah, still feeling it, feeling that glow in my heart from uh, this family time together. So that was that was kind of my experience. Now there was a, um, it wasn't without a shakeup as well though, mm-hmm. and. Um, uh, but what the interesting thing about a shakeup is is it it's when the ground becomes unstable beneath us, then it compels us to seek higher ground or to seek solid ground, mm. and so what. You know, anyone who's facing uh, this kind of this kind of shakeup, um, understand that, that that it does serve a purpose, and it's the purpose it serves is just is to move you into um, uh, what I liken to to move you to the rock mm. and out of the sand. So it's like a. Uh, an indicator that that things are shifting and that it's well things are shifting okay yeah. and as these these energies come in it does and it causes um, it, it causes certain realities actually to dissolve mm. these these cosmic energies do and um, we have uh, we have our, Kara you, you and I had our own experience yeah, of, let's of share this that, which which was kind of fun. So on uh, the solstice, which was our kind of our peak moment here, and we're still in the kind of the, we're in the tail end of the overall window of the energies that, that were coming into play here. But that peak on the, on the solstice, um, that was the 21st, and you, I, uh, you and I had gotten together for um, lunch there at Rosie's in Zionsville. And we had um, we had a fun discussion about a couple different things, and um, <laughs> and um, and then uh, we parted ways, okay. And then uh, you know I went back, went to sleep that night, and I woke up in the mo- woke up in the morning, and I could just tell that since I'm kind of attuned to these things, I'm looking around, I felt had this surreal sensation like that something's changed like the the world is different so the next morning we met for coffee with our friends after the next morning after the solstice so you woke up and you felt like there was a shift like there's something a shift. there's something was something was new yeah and um um yeah that's yeah that's right and uh, so I could tell something was different. I didn't know, and I don't always know what's different. And it's it's kind of it's just kind of funny if if um, if something is removed, let's say a memory or um, uh, something, a vibration is removed from your matrix. Okay, and we're not talking about something necessarily added, but if something is removed, you will feel differently, but you won't, it's like, 
you don't know because it's gone. It's gone. Yeah. So you're like, what? You're like, gosh, something is different, but I can't put a finger on what. So this is the kind of the sensation that I was having. Now, I don't know who's familiar with the the mandala effect. Or the, okay, this is, and if you haven't. If you haven't had to Google the mandala effect, because it's a it's a funny thing, and there's some um, it's, it's named after Nelson Mandela uh, or Mandela, and this thing where there, people um, remember this differently. Some people remember him like dying in prison back in the nineteen uh, late eighties, early nineties, or something. Which uh, historical records know, no, that wasn't the case, but people remember it differently. Um, uh, there's these different things where we have, we have different memories of past events. And they call this the, the Mandela effect, that, that there's somehow we're moving through these parallel worlds. And that there's these, periodically, there's these timeline collapses that brings us into... Uh, a more unified reality, but what happens is that we have different like backstories, so we remember a world that's different. Mm. And this is this mandala, mandala effect. Another um, example of that I remember seeing was Fruit Loops, this the breakfast cereal, yeah. or at least here in America it was, and it it was spelled F R O T. Sorry, F R O O. T L O O P S. Right. And people remember it as the word fruit, fruit. F R U I T, loops. But I so distinctly remember seeing that box and noticing that they spelled fruit with two O's at some point in my childhood. Right. But being surprised that it was spelled with two O's. So it's like, right. I don't even know if that represented a switch where I was like, well, I don't never noticed before that that was with two O's, but I do remember being in as a child, Mm -hmm. seeing, looking at it and noticing that. But I was like, how interesting, because I remember observing it and being like, I never, I never knew, or, or maybe there was like a jump or something, but anyway, that's Uh, another another example. Another example is C-3PO's silver leg. There was no silver leg in, in C-3PO in Star Wars when I was I saw those. But sure enough, apparently he's got a silver leg. Really? Yeah. Huh. Huh. That's another one of these. They're, they're, they're kind of funny. And um, uh, I've, uh, you know, I've, I've shared personal stories of where this is, I've encountered this effect before. Um, but this happened just just on on the solstice this year. So... What happened? We had had our lunch conversation on the solstice. Then we're talking again the next day, and I referred to this conversation that I had had about this um, this, this vision I had had during of a body scan um, where I was dealing with some yucky energies way back in um, 2011. Now I had explicitly had this conversation with with Kara on um, on the 21st. And then, so you say. <laughs> I remember it. <laughs> and then the next day I referenced it. She's like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, ah. I'm like, I did, I, we just talked about this yesterday. She's like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, oh, okay. We just had a, we just had a timeline collapse. 
And so, um, yeah. All right. Well, you don't you don't remember it, but because um, her version, uh, her version was um, uh, different uh, than my version. And so we had different realities. Now, if you ever do encounter this situation with somebody where you're, you, you're both real adamant on your version of history being true, just like shake hands and just agree to be like, okay, it was different for you than it was for me. Because really, it's not worth arguing about because it very well may be you're both you're both right, but you were on different different timelines at the time. Yeah, which is so interesting. So you remember so clearly that this came up in conversation, and I was so with you in that lunch when we were talking because I was fascinated by what you were talking about, and so I'm, like, really tracking with you. You know, it's not like I'm, like you know, half listening and half on my phone or half, I mean, I was like all in, like what happened next? But there's this just gap. There's this. Yeah. So then we talked the next day and you're going, well, like when, when I was talking yesterday about, and I'm, and, but we had talked about that story before. And I'm like, no, Michael, we talked about that like a month ago. And you said, and we talked about it yesterday. And I was like, we did not (laughs) talk about it yesterday. I remember so clearly what we talked about at Rosie's and um I'm like yeah we did talk about that we did talk about that and yeah we also talked we also yeah went back over this old story and but it's like no. completely not in my r- reference you know there's no file yeah for me on that it's fascinating yeah. and you I mean even you said like I have a really good memory so <laughs> There are, it's, it's unusual also for me to forget something like that, no. but also in that short span of time, cause we're talking like less than 24 hours. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, it would end up being a little bit of a gift cause it, it, it was a confirmation that there'd mm-hmm. been the timeline collapse. Yeah. So, uh, so when we have a timeline collapse, ultimately it's a, it's a good thing cause it's, it's, uh, it's bringing us to, into a point of harmony. Uh, so disparate timelines that occur throughout in the quantum field um, which through the the, the mechanisms and, and the whys um, beyond the point of this discussion but um, it's like a, uh, you know you strike a, a you know a piano string and it boom right and that string is vibrating and so it's it's vibrating in space right Mm-hmm. creating a sound um, that's sort of like what happens in the quantum field and so it actually is where there's multiple different realities being played so out so that reverberation but that reverb actually creates multiple different versions of oh, that weird. yeah huh. yeah and then eventually it settles down to just one okay yeah yeah so it's like uh, you know Somebody just gong the planet, gong, it's going to go, there's going to be all these different potential realities and eventually it's going to come back to one. So from a practical standpoint, how are we experiencing that? Does that, does that come into play with the fact that right now we have such wildly 
um, different views of reality from one person to another where you yeah. might have somebody who who really is all in on on something that is somebody else sees as like completely devoid of any truth but that's like the solid reality that that person is living yeah. in yeah yeah and we have that just in spades right now oh for sure for sure so a timeline collapse it would be bringing us closer to some form of resolution as to you know you know what's the truth yeah so it's ultimately all spearheading us like like funneling us into the yep. real truth with a capital t Deep, so that so we will all recognize yeah, one truthful reality right because this is the other thing that we don't need to maybe go into to the nth degree here but just as like a little bit of a building up more understanding of what we're talking about you also talk about what we could say are reality wars and we had a reality wars i feel like that didn't come across very clearly but um and we did a podcast episode on that in the early summer, I think, which was like realities converging and diverging. And I can't remember what that one was called, but um, but I'll try to reference it in the show notes in case anybody wants to go back and listen. But that was um, talking about how we like bring, you know, people want to buy in they want to buy they want you to buy into their reality to strengthen it from an energetic perspective and so we do have you know it uh mechanisms where there are um reality constructs that are being that are are people want you to buy into but they're not necessarily the truth or there may be a little bit of truth but it's not the full truth. So this just naturally breaks that apart. Am, am I right? Yeah, that's kind of what the shakeup mm. does. Is it? But the and what we're talking about, we have some major narratives that are like the these are the 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 bigger reality constructs and that are currently um, you know here in the United States. Well, we're not so united, yeah. You know, um, and uh, so we have different narratives, and uh, people want whichever narrative they're subscribed to. You know, mm-hmm. that's their peeps, that's their group. They want that to be stronger. So the more people that believe that narrative, the stronger that narrative gets. Whether it really is truth with a capital T or not, it's it's just what they bought into. No, but then that actually feeds into what actually becomes manifest. Mm -hmm. So, uh, because we're still dealing with with, with energy here. Now, the, you know, capital T truth is going to be something that exists in a superposition state beyond all belief. Beliefs. Okay. Right. So, we're, right. Capital T truth that exists beyond belief. Okay. The narratives, those are all belief-based. Okay. And so... That's an important way, I think, to really get your head around this. Right. The difference between truth and belief. belief. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what you believe may or may not be true. Mm -hmm. But the truth is true Mm -hmm. whether or not you believe it. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. So... 
Um, <laughs> now, uh, so there's uh, this, uh, uh, there's a, there's a, you know, a, a shakeup actually. Uh, you know, as I think the word I used earlier, it compels people to move to more solid, solid ground as certain, certain realities, certain elements, certain aspects um, of their beliefs all of a sudden, yeah, begin to dissolve. Mm-hmm. And it's like standing on quicksand. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, the, yeah, where you thought you were on solid footing, it's, it gets shaky. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you're like, oh, I'm sinking, I'm sinking. And there's, if you're, if you're all of a sudden find yourself in quicksand, it, it doesn't, it's automatic and instinctual that you're going to try to get out of it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's an automatic response. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh-oh, the earth's swallowing me up. Um, I better do something about this. I better find some... Stable st- Yeah, ground. stable ground to, to stand on. And so this is what's going to be happening to us in, in emotional, mental, psychic, uh, um, you know, and uh, uh, levels. Mm-hmm. I, I think it'll be really interesting to see how that plays out in in real time, like it, because because we speak about it theoretically, like yeah. you know, as as a construct that there is truth and there is belief and those things might not match and like you can think about those that like um theoretically but when it actually you know we have right now in these times it's so um there are so many different beliefs that and it seems like you can put evidence in front of somebody and they just still will see what they want to see. And then you also have whatever higher level um, constructs that are creating illusion that that may even be creating um, things that one person accepts. Like, look at this data, this hard data, but that mm-hmm. may not even be true because it may be part of a bigger scheme. So... So actually thinking about it in real world terms of how, like, it's it's just fascinating how these things may come into harmony in the end. And because there is all this, it feels like there's a lot of sleight of hand. Um, And it is kind of like the, the more you dig into things, it's like, wait, okay, I really thought that that was true. And then there seems like there might be something under the surface of that. And then there may be something even under the surface of that. And that, and so it's kind of like, wow, how does this stuff right. and harmonize? You speak, yeah, you speak uh, evidence. And so, um, you know, you can, you know, for a long while now, there's been this kind of, uh, one of these riffs or one of these different narratives is, you know, you have a, a faith or spirituality-based uh, worldview or narrative that, that you run through, or or maybe you have a scientific one. Mm-hmm. And these two have been, well, they've been kind of at odds against each other for millennia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really, yeah. you know, I mean, um, you can go back to the Inquisition and all sorts of things. These have been at odds. And um, 
So um, the great thing, I mean, science is actually wonderful at actually producing evidence, but it's just, it is it is evidence, um, and it still takes um, it still takes a belief. You see, because uh, how many of us are actual scientists or have have direct witness to many of this stuff? So it's is who are you putting your faith in? Who are you, you know, who are you allowing to actually create the narrative mm-hmm. of what you believe or that governs your your experience of reality and so really the challenge in this time is in in this day and then all of a sudden we got fake news this fake news that or whatnot and like oh are these you know is there is this trustworthy source you know okay can i trust the information that's coming from the cdc or not or what or the media i mean right yeah, because or... we know that data can be manipulated mm-hmm. um and right and and it seems like science can almost be bought and sold because it's got like funding and yeah. Uh, there's, so there's, there's yeah. So then there's all these political motives behind this, and we've seen the the degradation of peer research over the last twenty thirty years, where um, everything seems to be more politically agenda driven in terms of what gets funded and then that. Mm-hmm. So, which is you know, uh, someday, someday we'll. You know, everything will kind of be restored to its pure form. Um, but amidst all of this, it's like, what can we do? Well, um, uh, is look not to putting your trust in this or that, but rather put put trust into your own intuition. Mm. So, and... Maybe easier said than done, but, um, you know, even if it comes down to an issue of like taking the vaccine or not, is you got to trust your own intuition. So if you can listen to your own self, you can listen to your inner self, you can listen to that diamond core spark in the middle of that heart of yours and um, feel. And Know what a yes feels like and what a no feels like, and then trust that. Mm. And don't worry so much about the narratives. You're going to know that the narratives that are out there are just like they're just element. They're just items on the buffet table. You're not forced. No one's been forcing anybody to actually subscribe to or eat anything. You got to have a buffet of options. Choose what feels right for you. Yeah. And. Then uh, you see the, the, that leaves um, there's no one to blame, and also and then it's it's uh, allowing everyone uh, around you to also make the choice. Everybody doesn't have to get the enchiladas, even if that's what you choose. That's okay. So um, you know somebody else might just want a salad, or mm-hmm. somebody's going straight for the ice cream. You know. And that's okay. And so, but what's really important is that we, now more than ever, is that we do listen to our inner guidance. Yeah, and I think that that, I mean, that's so wise. And and I hope that more and more people, you know, are able to tune into that because, um, because I think that there's a common standpoint, or at least what I observe, and I, I've experienced this as well, like, I just need this person to read this article, 
or watch this documentary, you know, because then they just don't have the information yet. And so once they see this, then they'll understand. Well, then you can so easily find out that, you know, what was the motivation for the person who created that documentary? What's the motivation for the person who wrote that article? They may have some other agenda as well. That And so it is like it can be a black hole and you can spend a lot of time trying to unearth what really is happening. But I think if we can get into a, a, a sense of humility that we all are kind of pieces in other people's reality constructs. And so what do we do about that? And exactly what you were just saying, it's really not about acquiring more and more data and information to come up with an educated um, uh, educated opinion or belief or whatever. It really is coming out of the mind field, relying less on the intellect which sounds kind of crazy too. I mean, it's like, yeah, don't think about it. Just, but it is. It's, it's, this is all what you're really trying to do when you get into higher states of consciousness. You know, this is why a lot of people come to meditation is to cultivate this relationship with higher consciousness, with this um, higher ability to understand things and to let that intelligence, which comes from the heart, be our uh, compass. And so exactly what you were talking about, um, you have you have coached me on over time, um, which I know we've talked about in previous episodes, or at least one that comes to mind, but it is feeling into the heart and training yourself what is a yes, what is a no. And um, the way that you've coached me on this um, in the past was like, Feel into something that you know is true, that's in your world. I love my kids, or I love my cat, or dolphins, or whatever it is, you know, and really feel into what does it feel like when I feel into that truth that is my truth that I own and that I is undeniable. So what does that feel like? How does my heart feel when I get into a place where I drop the mind and I'm really coming into the sensation of the heart. And then what is a no in my world? How does that feel? What does that make me do? And then going from there to say, how can I, you know, then applying that to say, how do I apply this to bigger, bigger things that I may be relying on information that I don't know what it's so distorted that I don't know what it is. What does your field, what does your energy field? How does it guide you? Uh, yeah, good. I'm glad you brought that up. And I'm going to add something to that is, um, if you're doing this exercise, the, the importance of actually asking the question. So what you want to do is, is say, do I love my cat? And then feel, Mm. feel the response. So you're posing the question. You want to pose a question to some answers that you already know. Mm -hmm. Okay. But it's important that you bring this you don't just tune into the love that you have for your cat. You ask yourself the question so that you know what a yes feels like. Okay. Or do I love my children? Yeah. Yeah. Do okay. I love my community? Yeah. Well, that yeah. one may be more nebulous in these that times. That might be nebulous, but <laughs> yeah. some people, 
that, yeah. that would be. But if that happens to be a known, yes. Mm-hmm. Do I love Brussels sprouts? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I do not. Lima beans? No. No. Okay, so you you do these, Just this is just like what you would do in a... Muscle uh, testing. A muscle testing in a uh, polygraph um, lie detector. Um, you ask control questions. Mm. And so you use the control questions to... Um, and you're going to get a, a bioresponse. And then you're just tuning into what that bioresponse is. Okay. And then that's how you can self-calibrate so that then you can ask the question of, you know, should I take this new job or whatever it might be? Mm-hmm. And then, then you get the answer. And here's the important thing. Most people, all right, almost everybody's actually capable of doing this. The biggest thing that inhibits our ability to tap our intuition for guidance is that we have a preconceived notion of what we want that answer to be. So we've, in a sense, we've already made up our mind without consulting our own intuitive guidance. Mm. And so it is so important to just be open. You go, I need to, I'm going to ask this question and I'm open to whatever the answer is because I would rather know the truth than to live a lie. Mm. Because if the answer is, no, I should not take this job and I go ahead because I, and do it anyways, it's not going to go well. Mm. And then you're living a lie where your own soul is not on board with this venture, which is going to lead down a path of feeling isolated and alone. Mm. That's powerful. Yeah. Yeah. By your own doing. That's, mm. the, that's the funny thing about it. I mean, it's like there's no one to... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can't blame anyone. Yeah, that's one of those, oh. Oh. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. So if we just take a moment to come back to, um, like, timelines shifting and how that, and maybe they're unrelated, but I'm coming back to this sense that I've realized and I've seen a lot of people feeling unstable, feeling emotional, feeling like they're, you know, it's been a trying maybe two weeks. And, and again, that feels very personal. So we could say, oh, there's all this energy coming into the planet and it's, it's causing instability, it's causing shakiness. So that's just what's being reflected there. But it feels like you can pinpoint within you, no, I feel out of you know, alignment because of this or, or whatever it is. It's different for different people. But, but then if we pull back and we're like, wow, a lot of people are, are upset or they're, you know, feeling like they're on shaky ground. Mm-hmm. Um, how does this loop into like timeline collapse or, um, or anything like from a higher, more collective perspective? 
How, how does what the individual and individual difficulties at this time play into that? Well, everything that's happening in the collective is going to play out in a microcosm uh, within our own individual spheres. So, um, so what's happening to us individually is also what's happening to us collectively and vice versa. As above, so below kind of mm-hmm. thing. This is the fractal nature of reality. And um, now uh, a, t- a timeline collapse and uh, I'm not here at the moment to offer a reveal as to what this actually means. Mm-hmm. Um, that um, I'm, I, w- I love the revelation whenever it comes. It, do- it isn't... Um, it's not time. It's not yet time. Uh, my sense of this is that this is a um, this is let's say the this is the road being paved for the next year. So this is not what has already has happened on the energetics has collapsed timelines for this for their, our next solar cycle. Okay. Okay. So which means that um, that. Um, certain realities that were possible um, a few weeks ago are no longer possible. Okay. And um, and so there's this convergence, and I see it. It's kind of in my look at it, my mind's eye. It's like a yellow brick road. Hmm. So I went, you know. Follow the yellow brick road. It's yeah. we'll all have makeovers. <laughs> well, because you get to the castle, all right, and yeah. then they just do like a complete makeover, Over. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get to, <laughs> yeah. The scarecrow gets his brain, and yeah, yeah, and the lion gets his heart, right? That's and, right. Yeah. Um. And. Uh, um. Or was it the? Uh, oh, the the, the Tin, tin man, man gets, gets the heart and the lion courage, gets courage for the lion. Courage for the lion. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. And um, so yeah, so I, that's that's all it looks like right now. It's just actually it looks like a actually it's it's, it's more gold colored than it is yellow, but. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I can see that. So I can see the converged in in as uh, kind of look at the in the quantum field. So I can see this converged um, timeline that's setting up as a path. Now, what's what lies along this path? I don't know actually any more than mm-hmm. than anyone else. Um, so uh, certainly, twenty twenty one will be different than twenty twenty. I think everything, every other year has been different than 2020. 2020 so. um, <laughs> and I don't know, you know, I'm, um, you know, I don't know what, what challenges we will be beset with um, in, in 2021. Um, there's my, I have hopes that this particular convergence um, actually uh, really uh, helps carry us through whatever difficulties um, with, with um, let's say, uh, well, 
greater ease or at least like, you know, difficulties aren't so bad, you know. I, we've talked about this before. Problems aren't so bad when we can see solutions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as long as we can see the steps, mm-hmm. then it's okay. Difficulties are just that. They're just challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's when we have, you know, problems and we don't have the solutions. That's when we get... Yeah. That's the moment when we get really freaked out. Mm-hmm. So... Um, is, is it, you know, are the challenges going to go away? No, but, but yeah, maybe the solutions will be there for us. Okay. It's a hope. I don't know. Yeah. Well, keep us posted. I will. <laughs> and if I do get a reveal, of course, we'll absolutely do another follow-up podcast on, yeah. on, on what, maybe what the significance is. Yeah. Beautiful. But this is just an observation and you were there mm-hmm. for it. Mm-hmm. And, um... I actually had um, I had another incident. Actually, the only point point of conflict I had at all with with um, my family at all was um, my sister and I. We had a totally disagreement on on when was the last time we were actually all together at Christmas as a family. And we rem- she remembers it like twenty years ago, and I remember it being ten years ago. Oh, and <laughs> that was it. But yeah. I'm like, ah, you know what? It, we're both right. But we're both right. Yeah. 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 So there was a there's there's definitely been this 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 timeline collapse or convergence. Yeah. Which is always and ultimately a good thing. Okay. Good. Good. Well, thank you so much, Michael. This has been this has been wonderful info. You bet. Well, happy new year, everybody. Yes. Happy New Year. Thank you for listening. And I look forward to the next meditation conversation.